I want to give people the ability to create their own money. And like I said, man, it's freeing. When you can free yourself like that, man, then you can do whatever God puts you here to do. Welcome to season three of the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. This show is designed specifically for ambitious moms, dads, husbands, and wives to help you get money out of the way so you can start living life on your own terms. And if you're finally ready to transform the way you do money, come sign up for one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, a podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host. The Money Misfit, Jamar DuPaz, and this is episode number 49. And today we continue on with our Black History Month theme, and we have the host of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint podcast, Mr. Jay Jones, today. He's going to drop a ton of nuggets. Uh, This is one of my favorite interviews. I haven't done a lot of interviews, uh, but this month we started doing our interviews. But this was good because uh, Mr. Jones has a ton of experience as an entrepreneur and a businessman and just in general a, a all-around good guy a father a husband uh, so this interview was outstanding uh, but if this is your first time tuning in let me first say welcome to you I don't know how you found me but I do appreciate you being here this is a different type of personal personal finance podcast we talk about money as it relates to real life so you can use money to serve you, live the life you want to live, go see the places you want to see, raise the families you want to save, love who you want to love, and go do, basically live life on your own terms. So we talk about money practically here on this show. So make sure if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to the show, consider leaving us a rating and review, uh, and share it with people that you think could benefit from that. So uh, I want to get that out of the way and welcome you, and because I want to get into this uh, interview really quick, but before we do that, uh, I'd like to first apologize to everybody who cleared their schedule for last week's boot camp. We were not able to do that. We had a death in the family, uh, so we had a funeral and all that stuff that I need to attend to. So I appreciate everybody who was very understanding about that, and I apologize for those of you who were not able, uh, who um, you know had a scheduling conflict or whatnot. But we we it is rescheduled. We will do the boot camp uh, March fifth. So those of you who did not get a chance to sign up for that. You still have an ability to do it. There's still sp- some slots left. Head over to yourmoneyright.com forward slash bootcamp. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com forward slash bootcamp and get yourself registered for that. Again, we reschedule it for March 5th. That's this Sunday coming up if you're listening to this podcast live, of course. But with that being said, let me, uh, let's get on with this interview. Today, again, like I said, we got Mr. Jay Jones. He is the host of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint podcast which you can find on pretty much everywhere, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn. You can go to his website, theblackentrepreneurblueprint.com, uh, and check all that out. But Mr. Jay Jones, just to give you a little bit of his background, we talk a little bit about it, but 
he uh, started off in a corporate world like most of us. Uh, he was a financial consultant. He was a stockbroker down there on Wall Street. He worked for uh, big companies, uh, Merrill Lynch. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of Merrill Lynch. You've heard of uh, Morgan Stanley, these companies. Uh, these are the type of people that he worked for. Actually, back then, he said it was called Dean Witter, but uh, now it's been bought out by Morgan Stanley. But anyway, Mr. J. Jones has a ex- ton of experience from his corporate world and then moving on to entrepreneurship from having a digital marketing agency to selling billboards, all types of advertising projects to uh, he sold pillows. He's making a killing on Amazon. He's done things like on eBay. His latest projects right now, he's working with his daughters, which I think is completely awesome. They have a natural hair, hair care product line uh, for ladies who uh, like to you know take care of the hair that's in the natural curly state. Uh, so that's his latest project he's doing with his daughters. Which I, again, like I said, I think that it's awesome. But anyway, this interview, he drops a ton of nuggets. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of the way and introduce to you, Mr. Jay Jones. All right. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jay Jones from the Black Entrepreneur Blues Print Podcast. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Jamar. It is a pleasure of mine because I've been listening to your podcast for several months now. Uh, maybe that's even all, longer than all. that, <laughs> maybe even longer than that. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing because podcasts are still new to a whole lot of people. Exactly. You know, right. I started my podcast. Well, no, it's been longer than that. Cause I'm almost a year in the game and I've been listening to you before that. There we which go. You were one of the, the inspirations for me even starting a podcast. Oh man. I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I appreciate that. And, uh, cause you know, examples, right? We need examples. That's we, need, right. we need representation. So those, those things matter. Most definitely. So I'm so glad you're on here. I want to talk about it. It is uh, Black History Month. I'm not a big fan of the month, but, right. uh, <laughs> you know, we like to kind of celebrate it. And I, we talked a lot of this month about the black history of black money, mm-hmm. uh, what black people can do to build wealth. And one of those things is entrepreneurship. Right. And uh, I can't think of anybody better to get on because of yourself. Man, you have been in. I've already talked about this, but I want to, you know, I want to reiterate it. You've had a digital marketing agency. You've, uh, you've had, you sold pillows. You, you're killing it on Amazon, eBay, you know, and you have a, a plethora of information that you're sharing. And right now in your podcast, you're doing a whole series on things you could do to start your own business. So everybody make sure you tune in that. And I'll put the sh- links to that in the show notes. Cool. But before we get into the blueprint, right? The black entrepreneur blueprint. Let's talk about who you are. Uh, do you have any family? Where you're from? Where you stand? Let the people know a little bit about who Mr. J. Jones is. All right, well, I'm from, from Philadelphia, PA, big Eagles fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm married with, with two daughters. Uh, daughter, one's 21, one just turned 18. So they, they're growing up. I'll be an empty nester soon. Um, big sports fan. Um, when I got out of college at Temple University, I was a financial consultant. We called it back in the day, stockbroker for Dean Witter and then Merrill Lynch. And subsequent to that, I've always been a, an entrepreneur. And one of the things is that my, my father was an entrepreneur and I always had that kind of built in me. Um, so I did the corporate thing for a while, went out on my own, my first business that did well, came back to corporate after that failed went back out on my own. And so it was a series of those setbacks that actually helped, you know, put me where I am today in terms of, of entrepreneurship. But, um, I was, the, I was the guy back in the day, I would take a big bag of potato chips, right? Yeah. I was about eight or nine years old. My first business, I take a big bag of potato chips on the block, 
I break it down into small bags and I get Kool-Aid. My sister would help me make some Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pictures. So when the kids are outside playing in the street in the summertime, I'm over there making money. So I'm taking yeah. that $2 bag of chips, turning it into about seven, eight bucks, nine bucks, which was good for a nine-year-old. Oh, that's, that's outstanding <laughs> for a nine-year-old. <laughs> and then I had money to go buy my candy, you know? <laughs> so. That's outstanding. So you out in Philadelphia. As a matter of fact, you're our second person this month from Philly oh, cool. on the show. So it's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Mr. Kamari Ellis on the uh, the Financial Rebel earlier oh. this year, uh, this month. So, okay, that's that's outstanding. So you you started this thing. You've already you had it in you. Yeah. From, from a long time. So so you were destined to, to teach us about this whole thing because it's it's in your bones. Yeah. It's in your yeah. blood. It came from daddy and all the good stuff. But I remember you said something about uh, you got in the corporate world. Didn't you do something with financial services or something like yeah. that at some time? I was okay. a stockbroker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what, what's funny, when I started there, um, I started at Dean Witter, which is no longer in existence, got right. sucked up, uh, which is now um, Morgan Stanley. And then I moved to Merrill Lynch. I got recruited to go to Merrill Lynch. And what happened was I started trying to look at our people because all of my clients didn't look like me. The majority mm. of them looked like they were another ethnicity. Right. So it was only two brothers in the office, me and an older brother. He used to actually play for the Eagles, uh, Reggie Wilkes. And he was the only other brother in the office. So he was kind of took me under his wing. And I was like, yo, Reg, man. I'm going to try to start talking to our people and getting them to invest and things of that nature. And he said, he said, brother, he said, Jay, if you do that, you'll be out of the business in two years. Mm. Like, nah, man, I don't believe that. But you know what? He was a veteran and he kind of had a point because a lot of times, and, and I know you, you specialize in finances. A lot of times we don't think about the long term. It's always short term. Right. You know, we, we're wearing, wearing our money on our back or on our feet or we driving it. You know, so it was a real struggle for me to be able to try to convince. I went to the Guardian Civic League, which is the black police uh, uh, organization. So I do seminars and I get some of those guys to invest. But it was real tough. And one of the greatest stories that I tell people is that there was I had a client um, and I think I might have mentioned this on one of the shows. Um, It was a, a, a Caucasian brother and sister. Their mother had died. And they got about 200 and actually, no, yeah, it was a black, I'm sorry, it was a black brother and sister. They got about $200,000, $100,000 apiece. They came in, they set up accounts, you know, an investment, I had mutual funds, a couple of stocks. Within six months, the, the brother withdrew all of his money. Mm. On a car, he did this, he did that. The sister kept her money. Now, in, in now exactly the opposite was another young guy that was a client of mine, a Jewish guy. He came in and he was working it while he was in college and he started building up his account. And what he was doing was he started with like $30,000. And by the time I left, this guy had over like $300,000 in his, yeah, he was investing and he was, he was putting money in for the long term. And so, like I said, unfortunately, a lot of times I don't think it's taught in our community that we need to build for the, you know, for the long term and not have to, like I said before, wear everything, our money on our back, on our shirt, on our feet. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's a it's a terrible habit, man. I talk about a lot uh, about distraction management here on this show. Uh, and, it, you know, a lot of people have these big visions of grandeur. But if 
you know, I even get people all the time, they'll send me an email. Hey, man, what about you think about this stock? What you think about that? And I'm like, look, brother, if you if you don't have enough money to cover if that next paycheck don't come in, let's focus on that <laughs> exactly. you know, first. You know what I mean? And uh, and we also talked a little bit about kind of why we get into that place. At least I know for me growing up, I get a little money. And I spend it right away because I didn't know if I was going to get another dollar. That's right. That's right. You know, and uh, I see that a lot with, with what we got going on. So, and I want to talk about uh, this a little bit later, but I'll, I'll go ahead and plant the seed now. But I want to talk about stocks versus entrepreneurship and whether or not we should pursue one or the other. But we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's talk about money. When you hear the word money, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Well, for me, <laughs> when, when I think about now, is building wealth when I when I hear money. It, that wasn't what I th- thought about before years right. ago. But now it's about building wealth. You know, but when I was younger, it was about gratification. I'll be quite right. honest. Right. So along those same lines, you just kind of share a little bit something, but but give us a little a, a nugget, something that you used to believe about money that today that you find is no longer the case, or maybe just something that if made you change the way you think about money. Um. When I was younger, I'm going I'm to I'm do the flip for you. When I was younger, I thought money was hard to accumulate. As I became older, I've learned that you can always make money. There's always ways to make money. If you're a little creative and you have that, that, that oomph to go and, and get it, you can get it. So um, a lot of people make excuses. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I believe money is there to be taken. And if you have the right plan and the right mindset, you can get that. But before I thought it was hard because when I look at people like how, you know, your, your perceptions change. When I look at somebody back in the day when I was a, coming right out of college working at, you know, Merrill Lynch and Dean Witter, the, I had to change my concept of money because a lot of money to me may have been, oh man, if I have $10,000 in my brokerage account, I'm rich, right. but I was dealing with, with, with cash, you know, millions of dollars <laughs> and, you know, athletes and entertainers. And I'm like, you know, this is nothing. And so um, I learned over a period of time that money is not hard to get if you have a strategic plan. And I know you probably talk about that you know, on your podcast and also on, on your website, having a plan and, and building. It's not going to happen overnight, but money is there to be taken. That's, that's, that's my different thought you know, now than what I thought it was before. Before, I thought it was hard to get. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So we're gonna we hopefully we're gonna gleam some of that let some of that rub off of everybody that's listening to this in their ears right now. Yes, sir. Okay, because uh, <laughs> there's plenty of ways to get money out there. It is out there to be had for you. That's uh, right. So continue on with our conversation about money, because y'all know we talk about money like it's everybody's business. What are you doing today for money? Uh, that you know, paying paying your bills, taking care of you, building your wealth, and all that good stuff. What what do you got going on today? Oh man, I got a whole bunch going on. <laughs> I have several several business entities. Um, in addition to that, one of the biggest things is is trying to pay down your debt because if you're you know, and I know you talk about this, if you've got a credit card at eighteen percent, mm. you know, knock that thing off. And I know people use a snowball account or effect where you pay your highest debt down or lowest debt, and then you kind of snowball and take the extra money and pay it down. So the, the, the biggest thing I do right now for money is I, I have several businesses. Uh, I invest obviously in the market and also um, real estate, um, not big in real estate a- after the crash. I kind of, 
I kind of got yeah. out of it, but I'm getting yeah. back into it now because I got hurt in the crash, yeah. uh, 08, 09. Um, and pretty much stacking, man, because when you have paper, you have options. Right. And that's really where you want to get. You want to get to the point where you have options. So if you see an opportunity, and that's one of the things we lack sometimes, we see a great opportunity. We just can't move on it because we're not in that position. You know, mm. that's where I think our, our, you know, our black folk, we need to start planning better. You know, so I just think about if and I'm sure you probably look back at an opportunity that you could have taken years ago Mm -hmm. if you had had money. Right. You know, and so that's one of the things I always want to keep something on the side. So when I see an opportunity, I'll be able to jump on it if I think it's it's, uh, you know, it's worthwhile. So um, real estate, my businesses, uh, you know, my brands on Amazon and my own website, um, you know, uh, like I said, investing in a portfolio and uh that's pretty much it right now but i'm always looking for more streams of income you know right, right it's funny you talk about being able to see opportunity it's it's almost like a muscle right so i notice like nowadays i see opportunities a whole lot more than i've ever been able to see before that's right you know now i'm also sifting through them and i'm saying no to more of them <laughs> you know which is, <laughs> right which is tough because I used to say yes to anything that I had a chance. <laughs> like what I can, okay, come on, I'm coming to get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I fell on my face and, you know, several times. Uh, but that kind of seems to be the life of the entrepreneur. That's right. Um, and I've heard you talk about your stories of, you know, falling down, bouncing back. Talk to us about, you know, the mindset that you need to have, uh, you know, before you even start even thinking about getting into to entrepreneurship. Well, I think an entrepreneur has to think a little different than somebody else because we're going to go through things that normal, and I'm not going to say normal people, but people that have a regular job, you know, they, you know, as long as they don't get laid off, they're going to be on a steady progression, hopefully. Right. You know, but as an entrepreneur, you got the ups and downs. And I think the mindset has to be, number one, you have to believe in yourself. And if you don't do that, you're never going to be successful. Um, and I think that mindset, my wife always used to tell me, you know, she still tells me sometimes, she's like, I don't know how you do it. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm built different than you. You know, that's innate. So I can go like, you know, if there's a, starting a new business and money is tight or whatever, I can deal with that, you know, because I know that's part of the process. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to understand what the process is. You had just mentioned that, you know, you had tried stuff and it failed. And on my podcast, I talk about that all the time. That's a building block. So it's not really failing. You know, it's experience. You know, and I always talk about the difference between knowledge and know-how. You're getting the know-how when you go out and, and, and learn and do things. Right. And that's what you have to recognize. As an entrepreneur, I always tell people, I said, it's not bad to slip up, make mistakes, and, and fail. Right. Because all you have to do is take those lessons, and now you're more prepared. So um, I think that's one of the biggest differences is, is recognizing and understanding what you have to go through to be a successful entrepreneur. So, you know, we see a lot of people, uh, especially nowadays online, they glorify this entrepreneur thing. So what you're saying is there's still going to be some bumps and bruises oh, man. and you need to be ready for that. Most definitely. It's a grind. I mean, anybody that tells you, and this is what I had to explain to my wife and She's from an educational background. Her parents are an educator. She's an educator. And those type of jobs, you usually don't lose those 
you know, unless something crazy happens, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So those are steady progressions, you know, teacher to administration to whatever. Right. And so um, what you had to understand was, I was like, look, man, my trajectory isn't going to go like this. So when you start a business, very few people start from point one, you know, A and go straight up to Z. It's, yeah. It doesn't work like that. There's curves, there's setbacks, there's all types of things. And so that mindset that knowing that, hey, there's going to be bumps in the road, you have to be prepared for that mentally. And that's where we had an issue because she was like, I'm not used to this, bro. Right, and like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yo, well, you got to get used to it. That's part of it. So uh, finally, she understood that we were just built differently. And the things that I wanted to accomplish, I wasn't going to accomplish in corporate America. Yeah. So one of the things we talk about is jobs and jobs being temporary. Right. Um, And uh, even if you got a quote unquote good job, there's other things that you don't have control. There are a lot of things you don't have control over, you know, paycheck being the obvious thing, but taxes. You don't have control over your taxes. You don't have control over inflation. Uh, those types of things. So we did a, uh, we ran the numbers of, you know, if you were making, if you were a cat and making a, a hundred grand in 1980, mm-hmm. had that same lifestyle today, you need to be making 300 grand. There you go. And those are the government numbers. And they're usually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They, low, they, they usually a little low, right? Yeah. They throw some sprinkles on them, you know, make it all rainbows and, and blue skies and stuff like that. So um, it's, it's funny that we get to this place where we will we'll go to school. We get this constant progression. We go to school, we go to college, we get the degrees, we get a job and we stop. Right. And we just, we just stop. And then we look up at 65 and it's like, well, I got to keep working. Mm-hmm. And so we, I, I've talked a lot about the old idea of retirement. I'm right. trying to retire the whole word retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. I feel you, on that. you know, cause it, it's broken, right? We've seen it, you know? And, uh, and even if, you know, like you talked about leaving a legacy, you got your girls and things like mm-hmm. that. You can't leave your, uh, was it, was it Dame Dash talking about this? How you can't leave your kids uh yeah. your job exactly yeah you know That's and exactly so right. my question is i mean you know we're going to run into some bumps and bruises but is it worth it right you know exactly. and, and i think it is you know for for me personally but I, you know i don't i don't knock anybody that doesn't want to be an entrepreneur and that's fine you know like i said my wife she's done like little side hustles but she would never step out fully and do that because it's just not her and to be honest as an entrepreneur we need people like that to to work you know work for us to help build our business you know and um and some people are quite comfortable you know in that position and that i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna impose my you know, mindset on somebody else. But I just feel, you know, I've said this in the show that the way to take care of my family is best done for me being in charge of my own, you know, uh, you know, responsible for my own destiny. And that's how I always felt, you know, so, cause I've been at jobs, like I said, you know, you get fired and especially in today's world, man, right. you come to work Monday and you, they lay you off Tuesday. Now what, you know, yeah. I've had some of my best friends from college and this was, one of my best friends was laid off and it was a shame. He'd call me, I swear, about three or four times a day. He was so nervous. His house payments were going behind. Everything was, was looking bleak for him. And 
I'm just looking. I'm like, this, this is strong brother. I said, he's breaking. He doesn't know how to create money without somebody giving him a paycheck. And I never told him that, but I'm like, damn, dude, it's, um, you know, you need to be able to create your own money. And if you can do that, you won't be beholden to anybody. And I say that all the time. Yeah. Pretty sure you feel the same way or don't know if you feel the same way, but the whole idea of a secure and safe and stable job, you know, those days of working somewhere for 40, 50 years, man, it doesn't matter of fact, we, we talked about this on the podcast not too long ago. We looked up the numbers, people in my generation, right? I'm only, I'm at the top of the, the whole millennial deal. So I'm, right. 30, I'm 34. So I'm at the, you know, I'm right in that, that middle section, mm-hmm. but we looked up the numbers, man. The average time on the job is 3.6 years. Wow. The average wow. time in the same career is only six. Wow. That's crazy numbers, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's some people don't want to hear it, but Mm -hmm. it's true. I believe and I believe you. You're not going to work at GM for 40 years anymore and retire with a gold watch and have the ability to take care of a stay at home wife and kids. It's it's not that time anymore. You know, it's different. So talk to us about the the entrepreneur blueprint. Right. We got people that listen to the show right now. They have their job, you know, uh, and maybe they like doing what they're doing. Maybe right. they don't. We don't know. Right. But maybe that we we got some wheels turned and said, OK, maybe there's something else that I need to be doing. What's what's the blueprint? What would you say to somebody in that position that's kind of seeing that maybe I need to do a little bit more, do something else? Well, the blueprint is going to be different for everybody because of different situations. And I, I talk about on the show having to meet a, a certain nut every month. You know, somebody's nut may be $1,500 and they're good. You know, others may be 10 grand, 15 grand. So it all depends. It's individual. But there's certain commonalities um, that you can look at to to help move you from from employee to entrepreneur. And for people who are not really big on entrepreneurship, I always talk about taking a hobby or something that you have a passion for and just trying that on the side, maybe making a little bit of money. And that may kind of open up, you know, something inside of you to be, you know what, I really enjoy doing this. And I, I've told this story many times on the show. My wife loves to sew. So years ago, when we first got married, she used to create these Raggedy Ann dolls. And they were mm-hmm. they were different, you know, skin tones of, you know, your light skin, brown skin, whatever. She matched the skin tone with, you know, the child, the hair and all that stuff. And she was selling those things during the holiday like crazy. She's not an entrepreneur. She enjoyed doing that. And we made a couple thousand, three, four, five thousand dollars just over a one month period. So sometimes just stepping out because some people don't have the ability or the, the, the mindset to just say, I'm leaving corporate and I'm doing this. So a lot of people take a small step at a time, which is good. Right. You know, and I don't recommend anybody just saying, you know, the hell with it, you know, <laughs> I'm out, you know, especially if you right. have responsibility. So you might want to test the waters. But, um, you know, um, then there are other people like me. Now, I have done that. I quit. You know, I, I quit, a, you know, high paying job to go out on my own because I knew in my heart I wasn't living uh, my truth. You know, and when mm. you get up to a job every morning that you can't stand. And you ask yourself, man, is, it's got to be more to life than this. Mm. See, for me, I'm like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. 
Yeah. So that was really the the thing that set me off, and it was a, an incident that happened at at uh at at my work one day that really it just it was like why am I here? You know, I was I was in a sales position, and everybody else was getting paid that day, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the sales manager didn't give me my check, and I was like, uh, hello, you know, I'm here. Yeah, What's yeah. going on? She was like, well, I don't know what you did uh, these past two weeks. I said, you don't know what I did. I was like, you know, I got sales over here. Yeah, but you know, I said, you know what? Don't even keep your check. I said, don't even give me the check. Yeah. And I walked out and I was like, that's it. I'm not yeah. going to let anybody control me like that again. And that was just, you know, I had to, I had a nice conversation with my wife when I went home because she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, and she said that a whole lot of times. Right, that, right. But, but <laughs> was, my thing was, you know, I have to be true to myself. Right. You know, and that's, and, you know, but everybody, the blueprint is going to be different for everybody. Right, right, right. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that because we talk about, uh, you know, I don't bash anybody's job here. Right. I still, you know, like I tell everybody, I still have a job. We talk about it from that perspective. Right. Doing with the dollars that you do have coming in, but now going to the next, to the next level, uh, so to speak, uh, in a, in a methodical way. My wife is very similar. My wife, you know, actually before we got married, I was doing a whole entrepreneur thing, but I didn't have, I didn't have her necessarily attached to me. Right. Right. So I'd make 10 grand one month, nothing for the next two months you know, another 15 grand or five grand, you know, right. and I had these, but for me, it was, it was good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm good. Right. Right. You know, but getting married and having kids is like, wait, wait a minute. You right. know, she, she doesn't like that. She doesn't like that ebb and flow like that. And it's, it's not for everybody. That's right. That's um, right. so I appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that. So, so far we got, you know, first you need to know you're not, what, what is it that, that you got to cover every month? You know, and then you something you got to take into account, right? That's right. Then That's find right. some passion, some hobbies that you have. And you just did a show a few weeks ago, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes about, um, I think it was content curating. Yeah. Right? It doesn't cost you any money. That's right. Or really, I mean, you get, you know, a website, get you a little bit, maybe some hosting or something like that. Mm-hmm. You could talk about and do your passion. So make sure everybody go listen to that. Uh, and, and all the other shows too. But this one is really good, especially if you have a, a passion for, like you said you got passion for boxing. Yeah. Right? Yep. I, I got I got buddies that love ball, man. They basketball, you know, <laughs> die hard. You know what I mean? Like that's that's all we ever talk about, right? Um, but you you had this idea of content curation and then uh being able to monetize that. So you have a ton of ideas. And then after that, you said just test the water, especially if you do have a nine to five, you got responsibilities, right. you don't necessarily want to to jump out there and do that. Um, so those are real good nuggets. So let's talk about, um, you know, uh, you talk, you talk about, uh, on your show, you talk about all the different ways. How did you get this experience? Where are you learning all this stuff from? Oh, that's where I break it down, brother. That's, that's <laughs> from the, the knowledge to the know-how. And it's all about taking, you know, small steps. So, you know, for, for those who haven't heard my podcast, I always talk about the difference between knowledge and know-how. Knowledge can be acquired by a book. It can be acquired by reading something, looking at something on TV. You know, so and the example I always use is driving an 18-wheeler truck. So I can read a book about how to drive an 18-wheeler truck. I can turn the wheel right. Truck's going to go right. I can shift down to whatever gear, 
should slow the truck down. But I can read that book a hundred times. If I get behind the, the seat of that 18 wheeler, I still don't know how to drive right. because I don't have the know-how and know-how only comes from experience. So everything I talk about is based on my experiences. And I'm the type of guy that I'll try things, you know, yeah. I'll go out and, and I'm not afraid to fail, you know, and you really don't fail unless you quit. So when other people are like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work. I'll be like, you know what, let's try it. The worst thing that can happen is I'm going to learn something. You see what I mean? Now you yeah. take that, that know-how from that experience and you keep building on it. And so finally you get to a point where you're like, all right, I know not to do this, not to do that and not to do that. And that kind of makes your path a little easier. We're taught, you know, in school, you know, and you don't want to get an F. You don't want to get a failing grade. That's right. true. Right. And we're taught when we ride a bike, don't fall down. But you learn by falling down. Right. So the thing is, why do people look at entrepreneurship differently? You know, if major corporations, billion dollar corporations go out of business, why can't Jay Jones go out of business? Right. You, know I mean? <laughs> you know, and my grandfather, my grandfather used to say something. He said, son, you're not making history because right. it's already been done. Before. So, <laughs> so the thing is, don't be afraid to have setbacks. Step out there. I'm not saying, you know, risk your house or whatever, but step out there. And the only way you're going to move forward is to learn. And that my, my, my learning comes from doing, right. and you know what I mean? And yeah, I do listen to my, my, my elders or my advisors and, you know, my mentors, you know, but sometimes, you know, that's great. But just like when we were kids, you know, your parents will tell you something and you still go do it. Right. 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 You know, so you got to learn the hard way. You got to bump your head. So sometimes bumping your head is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. So you, you, you have, you got real experience, right? So you're not somebody who read a bunch of books. Nah, uh, and then come out. <laughs> yeah, they would have come out and get on stage and get everybody hyped up and talk about entrepreneurship. I got uh, the scars to show you, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> now, across all the things you've done, uh, you know, somebody's listening to this is like, man, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm thinking about stepping out. But what are some of the skills that you think people should acquire? that you feel are universal, you know, that they can start leaning towards, whether it be communication, whether it be, you know, just thick skin, what are some of the skills that you think have helped you that people can learn? Um, number one in, in commerce is, is, is a transaction of buying and selling. So one of the skills that you're going to always need is to be able to sell. It doesn't have to be face to face. It could be selling online. It could be selling in print, but you're going to have to gain the skill of being able to sell unless you hire somebody to sell for you. Okay. So that's a skill. You know, if you can sell something, you always are going to have money. All right. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, right. you ever seen those salesmen? I mean, they one, one year they're selling cars, the next year they're selling insurance, the next year they're doing something else. They have the ability to sell. So that's one of the skills you need. Uh, the other thing that you need is uh, you need a tough skin. You need to be able to, have, you know, have blinders on and focus because one of the worst things that are going to happen, you know, it's unfortunate that when people see you striving for your dream, sometimes people get jealous and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, they, they're kind of hating on you. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, oh, well, you know, you think this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, I'm only doing, I'm just striving for my dream. You know, don't hate on me because you're scared or you don't want to take the next step. So you need to have thick skin in addition to that. 
also what you want to have is you need a plan, you know. Um, <laughs> my coach used to say in basketball, he said, man, you can't run around like a fart in a windstorm, right? <laughs> you got to have some direction. You have to know where you're going. And so right. you need to have a plan. Now, is that plan going to be, you know, a perfect plan? No. But you need to have some type of groundwork, framework, and, of course, a blueprint to move forward. So those are three things. I mean, it is a ton of stuff that, you know, uh, right, right. but those are three of the biggest things. You, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, unless you're, you're selling something, that, that's, a, that's commerce, man. you got to sell something. So right. there are a lot of tech people that create things, and that's great. But somebody has to do some type of transaction to right. get that revenue going. So that's probably the biggest thing in business. You need to be able to generate revenue and more so than revenue, cash flow, consistent cash flow. That's the lifeblood of any business. Right, right, right. Yeah, we see that a lot with these startups, man. They they, they raise a ton of money, yep. uh, build stuff, and then they can't sell it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't go, don't go build a bunch of stuff and, you know, spend a ton of money and then you can't sell it. Right. That's, yes, yes. that's, that's the worst thing. I, and I've heard you talk about uh, a little bit about testing, testing your ideas right. and things like that. What process do you go about doing that? You know, what process do you go about when you're looking for opportunities? What are some of the red flags? What are some of the things that you see? Okay. This may be good for me. Okay. Um, number one, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. That's, that's one of the things because I learned nothing in this world is free. Um, but in terms of testing ideas, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, before I started my, I, I had created a magazine before called the self-employment guide. So before I created that, what I wanted to do was number one, I knew that I couldn't sell. I well, not couldn't, but I didn't want to sell all the advertising by myself. So the first thing I did was I ran a dummy ad for sales reps. All right. So I said, you know, I gave them straight commission job. I gave them the whole layout. And I said, first of all, let me see if anybody's going to bite on this. So I didn't even have the concept yet, but I knew I was going to do a magazine. So I ran dummy ads for about two weeks. I got a ton of people that were interested. I actually interviewed a lot of people and I told them I'd get back to them. So I tested the water without opening up an office or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, now I know I can I can get employees, I can get sales reps. Next thing I did, I'm just using this this business as an example. I went out, I got a mock of the magazine done. So I went and I actually hired a graphic artist. I created the magazine, which was called the Self-Employment Guide. And what it did was it had um like business opportunities and stuff like that in there. So I was franchise opportunities and all type of stuff. So I would go around the franchises and I show them the mock magazine. I spent probably about four or $500 to create this magazine. All right. Now nobody paid for the ads, right? right. <laughs> but in order to sell that, I had to be able to show people something. Mm. So I created, I invested the 400, I think it was four or 500 bucks, got about 20 of the magazines printed up. And I started going around to prospective uh, advertisers. And when I got about four or five, six people, oh yeah, we're advertising. I said, okay, now I got an idea. So the people that I interviewed, I started calling them, uh, set up a shop, you know, created a company, and I started selling a magazine. So sometimes you can test, especially on the internet nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a product. And here's something, it's funny that you mentioned it, I'm actually about to do now with a, with a physical product. I'm going to actually put a product, a dummy product up on the internet. I'm going to drive traffic to it. And I'm going to say that, 
you know, you I'll fill the order within three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to buy the product yet. Right. So I want to test and see if people buy it. If people buy it, then obviously I'm going to fill the orders. If only a few people buy it, I'll refund the money. Right. Testing. So before you go out and, um, and I'll use a physical product. So before you go out and buy a thousand whatever, you know, that you're going to try to move, start small, you know, now here's, here's a great example. A buddy of mine, since I'm, I'm doing, you know, big on Amazon, I'm doing, you know, good things on Amazon. He wanted to partner with me. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, this is the same guy that I told you, um, lost his job at one point and didn't know how to create money. So best friend, man, for years. So we talk about creating a brand of watches, right? We never did it. But so I'm trying to let him, you know, be a part of this thing because I I could do that like that. Right. But all right, this is what we need to do. Contact the manufacturers, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, when you buy in bulk, your price is going to be lower, right? Right. I said, dude, we don't want to do that. I said, our objective when we buy this first batch is to test. So I said, I really don't care if we don't make any money. Mm. So instead of buying 500 watches at $35, $40 a piece, you know, I said, let's buy 20 watches at $50 a piece. We drop $1,000 on it. Put them out on the internet, do some marketing, see if it works. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, we're not going to make any money on it. Because... I said, that's not the point. Mm. You don't understand. We're not here mm-hmm. to make money. We're <laughs> testing. We're right. testing. Once the test proves, you know, good, then we go and buy in bulk. So that's what I mean by testing something before you go hog wild, you know. And, and just a side note to that, he started trying to do a razor company, you know, um, like the single blade razor, butterfly razors. Right. That boy got about 10,000 razor blades sitting in his garage right oh. there. He can't move. So anybody listening to the podcast, hit me up. (laughs) Razor blades, I'll put you in touch with my boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See, that's a huge lesson. That's 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 one of those things you can only get from experience. Experience, exactly. You know, like uh, because nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying, "Hey, you know." You hear people say, "Hey, go go out and start a business," and and everybody thinks, "Oh, I gotta." come up with a with a, a, a ten thousand dollars twenty thousand or if I wanna you know get a franchise I need a million or whatever the case may be but you can uh you can test the waters so like you were saying you can put up a website mm-hmm. take some orders that's right right say so, hey it'll be shipped to you in three if you get some orders you get enough then you can you can that's right and even if you do want to spend a little bit of money up front don't necessarily worry about making all your profit in the beginning Right. You want to test to see if this thing, even if you need to make another order, then at that point, once you see that it works, then you can go in. And, right. and so that's what I talked about. It reminds me of what I talked about before about investments and the risky and non-risky investments. Uh, and I can't remember who I heard say this, but there's no such thing as a risky investment. It's the investor that's risky. Right. So <laughs> that's, a nice, that's good. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah. I like that. You know, and, and, and uh, a newbie who would go in and, order, you know, 10,000 watches at $35 a piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a risky investment. So the investment itself ain't all that risky yep. if you're doing it because you say, look, I'm just going to test this thing first. That's right. See if it works. That's genius, man, because nobody's telling people that. And that's, yeah, that's why I got you on. That's <laughs> why I got you. 
Well, the, the way I learned that was by doing the same thing my buddy was doing. Right. <laughs> so, once again, I had to learn through experience, you know. So, right, but yeah, right, that's right. that. Yeah, and that's what I, I and then you know what? They, unfortunately, I was like, dude, we we not gonna be able to do business together. I love <laughs> you as a brother, but I said I'm trying to tell you, you know, from experience, don't do it. Right. And so, like I said, he got ten thousand razor blades still sitting in his garage right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> there you go that's the y'all listen to that man if somebody telling you look there's a bump in the road there's probably a bump in the road they've already been down that street so that's right <laughs> <laughs> what are what are some of the other mistakes that you see people make uh in the in in entrepreneurship when they're trying to make a transition uh that you think that they could look out for uh or be aware of well one of the things, and I talked about this on several of the shows, man, um, when it comes down to partnerships, all right, you have to make sure if you do have a partner that you're both aligned with the same goals and objectives. And you had mentioned when we were talking earlier about the pillow business I had, you know, yeah. the bamboo pillow business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Partner, another good friend of mine, <laughs> his focus <laughs> wasn't where it needed to be. So yeah. it was... You know, he wants to sell pillows. Me and my other partner wanted to build a brand. Right. And so all he cared about was, you know, oh, let's move. Pill-. I'm like, no, we need to build a brand so we can not just move from pillows to something else. So, um, <laughs> like I said, man, you got to think about it. if you're in a partnership, you want to make sure that um, your partner is aligned with you. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question again, man? I got I started thinking about <laughs> real quick. Just, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some mistakes that you oh, see. Oh, the mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So. If you have a partner, make sure you and your partner are aligned. Also, jumping into something that you have no idea about, all right, um, because I'm looking at business opportunities, right? So I, I always look at them. Any franchise, any network marketing company, I probably looked at, right? right. Now, I'm exaggerating, but I've through right, the years, right. looked at all of this stuff. And what you really need to do <laughs> is one of the other mistakes is, People don't actually talk to somebody that's in that business. So if you're looking to get into, like I had an alarm business, a security system business. First thing I did was I started interviewing people that own security system businesses. Tell me, I know what ADT is telling me over here as this, you know, dealer program, mm-hmm. but you are, you're already a dealer. Tell me how it really is, mm-hmm. you know, investigate. So those are things and don't just listen to one person. Go and get opinions from people that are doing what you want to do. All right. So that's another big mistake people make because they listen to the pitch. You're either sold, you know, or you're the seller or, or being sold. Yeah. You're either on one side of that equation. All right. So stop being the one that's sold all the time and start selling something. But you have to really understand and dig in to what you're going to do, especially if you don't have any experience as an entrepreneur. You really want to be careful. Um, Another mistake is like, and I mentioned before, um, not testing, you know, there are ways to test all kinds of things. So don't just jump in hog, you know, hog wild and, you know, I'm all in, you know, now there are occasions where, you know, you might have to do that if you really believe in that opportunity, but I don't recommend that. Um, and also another thing, uh, and, and I'll, I'll close with this one, um, not understanding what it's going to be take what it will take to be successful as an entrepreneur. And when my, my youngest daughter was born, I had my alarm business and my wife and I, I'd be in the office seven in the morning. I get home seven, eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And my wife was like, 
babe, you know, Erica isn't going to even know who you are. Mm. I was like, yeah, I, I, I said, I know, I, mm. I, but I'm trying to get this money, right? <laughs> I'm trying to buy. Right. She didn't understand what it takes, especially when you're, you're the entrepreneur and everybody depends on you. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of weight when you have employees. So being prepared or not being prepared to put in the time and the effort necessary to be successful. So right. Some of the things. So I'm hearing a lot of things here tonight. Uh, I mean, I hope y'all taking notes uh, <laughs> because I'm hearing he's dropping nuggets left and right, you know, about thinking about the longevity game, right? Don't do anything stupid. Uh, you know, if you, if you working right now, uh, maybe use that seed capital, you know, capital and, and, you know, start testing the waters. Don't just jump out there. Uh, especially if you don't have any experience. If you don't have any experience, find somebody who do have some experience. That's right. Um, you know, uh, I talk a lot about investing in yourself on the show. Uh, I got, when I got first started in real estate, I started wholesaling real estate. Mm-hmm. And I took a course. You know, the course is like four or $500. You know, and, but from that one course, I made thousands of dollars, That's you know, right. but, uh, and, and it's, it's, uh, same thing with this podcast. Even before I got started with the podcast, I took a little podcasting course and I ain't mm-hmm. spent, I ain't spent a ton of money on it because right. you know, a bunch of information out there, but just being able to learn from somebody who, uh, who's been there and done that. And that's why I love your show so much. It's like, this dude is dropped. I don't even know this cat. <laughs> <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes, brother. So I, yeah. I try to impart that to everybody, you know? Yeah. So. I, I'm thinking, I don't even know this cat. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, you clearly, you have a big heart for your people. Oh, I love and, people and I want to talk about that before we get out of here. I want to talk about your why, uh, what your vision is for the future. But, you know, why did you get this thing started? And what's your vision from it moving forward? For it moving forward. Well, it's funny. I, because I've been an entrepreneur for so long, you know, side hustles and a full-time entrepreneur and all that, a lot of my friends and family members always ask me, hey, Jay, I'm looking to do this. How do I do this? And I'd help them out. Matter of fact, my, my wife's cousin, my cousin, she, I just helped her start a business um, about two months ago. Right. And so people kept coming to me and asking me this stuff. And I'm like, like, dad, go on, I'm getting tired. I don't mind doing it. <laughs> it was getting tiresome. So yeah. what I decided to do, I said, well, let me take my experiences and other uh, successful entrepreneur experiences and put it out there for the masses. And and not just because we have the knowledge, but to empower, you know, um, especially our people. You know, right. uh, my first show was actually called The Entrepreneur Advantage, which was on a radio station in Philadelphia. Uh, that's so that's actually where it started. It was just okay. called it was on a it was on a, a, well, a white radio station, white network. What yeah. I had black people calling it. It was right, called right. the Entrepreneur Advantage. And so right. I did that show for about a year. Um, it was only one night a week, and, but people loved it. Then I moved over to another station that wanted me to come. The problem was it was an AM station. Mm-hmm. The signal was like me lifting up the window, hollering out the window. <laughs> Nobody could hear. So I said, you know what? I got to go online. And yeah. uh, that's how I started Black Entrepreneur Blueprint to disseminate that information and to help empower our people. Not that I don't love everybody, but right. I got a special love for us, right. you know, because hey, I, I am you, you are me. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know your family, but hey, if I can help your family, brother, that's what I'm here for. Right. That's, I think, my purpose. So um, that's my why. 
my why, but you, I think people have to understand what they were put here for. Um, I've heard people tell me before when I speak, oh, you're, you want to be a pastor. You Nah, I drink a little bit and I cuss a little bit. <laughs> All right, so I probably wouldn't be a good pastor, but, <laughs> you know, but I believe in God, you know, I'm a, I'm right. a Christian. And so, uh, <laughs> but my, my purpose here is to be a messenger. My purpose is to teach, you yeah. know, not in the traditional sense, but to teach. And so, I knew, I mean, I knew that from a long time ago. People mm-hmm. always came to me for information. Mm-hmm. And um, I just was good at finding information and disseminating information. So that was my why, really to empower. I enjoy it. You know, the podcast doesn't make any money, but I enjoy doing it because, you know, I get emails like from you, brother, you know, um, and I get all the time. And it just, it, 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 it fills me up and it just makes me happy that I'm able to help others. And that's really what it's all about, man. Um, that's my why. Also, well, let me add this into, I want to show, and I always talk about my girls on the show, you know, um, I want to give people the ability to create their own money. And like I said, man, it's freeing. When you can free yourself like that, man, then you can do whatever God puts you here to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's big. And I, I taught my girls that from an early age. You know, I've started businesses. I don't spend thousands trying to, you know, start businesses with them and didn't even care if they didn't f- succeed. But right. giving them that experience, that know-how. And so um, I want to be able to impart that same thing to everybody that comes in contact with the show. So. Right, right. So what's, um, what, what do you see as the, the future? Well, first, let me say this. Because he, he dropped a bunch of nuggets in there, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I want to make sure I point this out because listen to what he was saying. He said people kept coming to him, asking him questions. If people are coming to you, asking you the same questions over and over and over again, that's a clue. That's right. Right. You, you have something that people want, right? You have something that people can, that people value. Right. And, I, and you could it's probably a business out of that. That's right. right. I'm not saying take advantage of people, but you the best business in the world serve people. That's right. right? You, you know, nobody giving you money unless you giving them something they want in return. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Unless you just cold and you can sell, you know, <laughs> buying on <laughs> I ain't gonna say what you can sell to who, but I'm just saying just but for the most part. Right. So, so take that, that nugget. And that's really how we got, how I got started with this podcast. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, how, how your wife stay at home? You know, right. y'all got three kids about to have four, <laughs> you know, you own a house, you got that's your cars, right. you take vacations and you got this old, you got a blue collar salary. How, how are you doing that? Well, this is how we do it. You know, blah, that's blah, right. Blah. Anyway, so here we are with this podcast. Brother. Right. That's important. You imparting that 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 wisdom, that know how to others, man, because that's that's very important. You know, yeah. we need that, man. I commend you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So y'all pay attention to that. What he said there. Uh, as a matter of fact, you're gonna have to listen to the show probably at least three or four or five times <laughs> over and over to catch everything he's dropped today. Right. You know, the the mother of learning is repetition. Right. Got to sure. got to get it in. The, the good book says you need to meditate on it day and night, day and night. Replay this stuff. Right. Uh, let it renew in your mind. Uh, but what I want to get to is where do you see the future of the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint? What What do you plan to take it? That's a good question. Um, you know, I really want to take it uh, 
to a video format. I actually want to create, and I think I mentioned this on one of the shows, I actually want to create a channel okay. where it's positive. I mean, I know there's stuff out there now, um, but a lot of the stuff on some of the channels, like, well, BET isn't even owned by, you know, it's right, Viacom right, now. Right, 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 you right. Know, TV One has some good stuff and all that. But I want to, I want to create a, an online channel that has empowerment stuff, you know, like you're doing, Jamar, you know, finance stuff, you know, entrepreneur stuff, positive stuff, because I always talk about the images that are shown, you know, that how we're depicted mm-hmm. on, on mass media. And so I want to create something. I know there's revolt and all that, but they show videos, you know, the right. urban movie channel, you know, we got uh Quelly.tv, which is good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I want to create a platform video eventually where we have our own channels the internet is it's it's unbound nobody can 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 control that so we don't have to go to you know xfinity comcast cable and yay can you put my channel on we don't have to go to you know what i mean you can do and create everything and as the society and the technology increases we're going to be able to do that that's what i want to actually do i want to get a lineup of shows and that are positive and teaching people positive things. So that's what I want to do. Um, I want to eventually take it into video. Mm-hmm. Um, I, want to, I want to take it to, a, to a, a video format eventually, maybe start doing interviews in person with yeah. people. Um, I also want to be, create um, an online learning community where, so if you know, you're the money man, right? right? We have a platform where you have your course, you create, you know, your financial, you know, prosperity course or whatever. Yeah. And we have places where not, not killing people with $10,000 courses, or whatever, <laughs> just like a, a Udemy, right. you know, with us teaching each other what we know, you right. know, positive things and making a platform like that, because we all have something to offer, you right. know, um, people are making money selling all types of courses and things right now online. And, you know, we have, we have the talent. You know, we have the ability. It's just a matter of putting it together. Um, And the last thing that I would like to do, and I talk about it all all the time, too, is, you know, I talk about the concept of a new black Wall Street where we and there's a lot of people trying, but we're not all together. You know, you got somebody doing something here, somebody over there. But we need to try to put it together where when I buy something, you know, if I'm buying a financial, you know, uh, education course, I'm coming to you. Right. You know, I know, yo, this this brother's strong. He's doing good work. You know, if I want to buy something else, I want to, you know, get that money circulating back in the community because, you know, I mean, this is what you right. talk about, man. Right. You know, as soon as we get that money, we get paid on Friday and it's all gone, brother, to somebody else. Right. So that's kind of where I, I, I see black entrepreneur blueprint with myself. Now, what I do have coming out, um, which I haven't launched it yet, is a platform called Digital Black Media. Okay. Digitalblackmedia.com is, and I'm in the process of figuring this out right now, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be more of a, uh, not just focusing on entrepreneurship, I'm not going to be doing entertainment and all that, but I want to talk about politics, education, you know, uh, all types of, of things of that nature. Right. Um, and that's on the platform, Digital Black Media. And with Digital Black Media, I was looking to hopefully start courses and things like that where we can bring teachers on and do all kinds of stuff. Man, I, I, I even want to take this on the road right. you know, where, you know, we have a, a series of speakers. I tried to do it when I first started, 
didn't have everything in place, but I'd love to be able, you mentioned Dr. Claude Anderson, you know, Dennis Kimbrough, and, you know, and they don't have to be big names like that, but putting on road shows to get out into the grassroots, into the community. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, so right. That's, that's where I want to take it, man. It's a movement, man. It's like Marcus Garvey part two over here. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's really where I want to take it, man, because I'm passionate about this. And uh, I like to see my, my people, man, do well. Um, so hopefully, God willing, you know, we can get, if we can't accomplish all of it, we can get some of it done. That sounds outstanding, man. So y'all, y'all listen to that and make, make sure you follow him. If you can help him get to that point, right? If you, if you know some people, if you have a particular expertise, that's right. hit him up. Jay Jones at blackentrepreneurblueprint.com. That's his email. I don't know if he even wanted me to put his email out there, but I just no, did. No, no. <laughs> man, I get, I get tons of email, man. And I tell people, I, I get back to him as soon as I can. You know, I'm ripping and running. Yeah. But yeah, man, that that that's fine. You know, I get people reaching out to me all the time and I try to get back to them. Yeah, do this. Look at that. Look at that. And you know what's funny, man? The show that I just did about the pizza box. I don't know if you heard that. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I had about three people call me up or, or email me. Hey, I need the information. One of the brothers, man, um, he actually started a business already and, and signed up some advertisers. Wow. I was like, cool. I said, that's what's up. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah listen to that, right? Listen yeah. to that. Go, yeah. go go listen to that episode. This is and last, it, last week episode, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so people are taking it, and that makes me happy because, all right, I'm imparting this information, and I'm like, oh, man. Because one of the brothers was like, he was uh, flipping cars, right? Mm-hmm. His buddy had a, a dealer license, so he'd go buy cars from the dealer, the auctions, and then flip them. Then his buddy lost the dealer license. Yeah. So he was like, man, I got to do something. So he heard the episode. I sent him the information I had and uh, he said, out selling already. I said, man, yeah. I, it makes me feel good that I can help contribute, you know? Yeah, so, I, that's outstanding. And I, I know the feeling and I've probably shared this before, but, you know, we had a young lady who single mom, she had a couple of boys and, you know, kind of behind on bills and things like that. So, you know, we we're sitting down and we're talking about you know, because I just talk about the basics, right? Like what right. what to do when a dollar comes in the house. There you go. What's next? Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, and how can we keep them in there as long as possible and put them to work? Right. But, um, you know, she was coming in. And one of the first questions I, I, I like to ask is uh, not even do you have a budget, but do you get a tax refund? Right. Right. And she was like, yeah, you know, like seven, eight thousand dollars every year. And I was like, OK, that's where we're going to start. And so we, we looked at the numbers and she was about $150 a month short on all her bills. Right. So she kept, uh, she kept, uh, she's at this point now where she kind of got stuck in this rut. And I, I just, I have this episode called it's expensive being broke. That's it. And, uh, I talk about even my own situation where I, I couldn't even, I was so broke. I couldn't even get a bank account. I couldn't even right. get an account at the second chance, you know, mm-hmm. little bank in Walmart. Right. But anyway, she's, she's finding herself kind of getting into this situation. And so we just made some adjustments. We just adjusted our W-2s. I mean, our w, uh, W-4s or whatever. And uh, so instead of getting, you know, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000 tax refund, we said we'll keep it down to one to 2000 right. And we get that 6000 back in the house now. Exactly. We made some adjustments. And she went from, you know, getting that tax refund at the end of the year to, you know, that's $500 extra a month that she was getting out of her paycheck. It's actually $250 every paycheck there you go. that she was getting, but she was only short, maybe like $150 a month. Mm-hmm. But even that disappeared because now she wasn't paying late fees. Now she wasn't, you know, she wasn't bouncing checks, you know, and her boys right. even acting better. She was feeling better about herself, you know, just 
you know, just and I still keep in touch with it now, of course. But you know, when you when you hear those stories, man, that's a it's amazing. Uh, and I think other people should hear that, man. You got you got something that people could benefit from. That's it. You know, for me, it's almost an obligation at this point. Like I I I can't. <laughs> no, can't hold it inside no more, brother. I, I want to touch on that because that I mean that's that's powerful. What you were just what you just showed that young lady, you changed her life. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I actually wrote a book and I never, my kids were like, dad, you never published. I said, nah, I never did. The book was called the, um, the financial prosperity blueprint. Mm -hmm. And it's actually telling the story and I I'm I'm transparent. So, um, if you've ever listened to the show, uh, you know that I lost my son years ago. Right. right? So when my son was sick with, with brain cancer, my wife, I had just started a new business my wife was a teacher and she had to stop working. So mm-hmm. our finances, you know, I had to cover Cobra, you know, for the health insurance because my son needed that. And I'm like, man, it's crazy. So what happened was we got into, you know, debt, falling behind on everything, uh, you know, wondering, hoping they didn't repo the cars, you know, praying that, that we keep the house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm being, yeah, 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 been there, so, been there. Yeah. yeah, bro. And so what happened was, you know, after everything was over, we were, I was like, look, because what we had done, she had her money go in her account. My money went in my account. I paid certain bills. She paid certain bills. But I told her, I said, look, I said, in order for us to come up, I said, we have to pool our resources. Yes. So so <laughs> what I did was I, I called it. And in my book, I talked about my five point money management system. Oh, yeah. So all the money's coming in this one account. Your yeah. salary, when she went back to work, my money. So it all goes in here from that one account. If I needed $200 for the week for gas or whatever to do my, you know, my business, whatever she needed money. So then we had two separate accounts, individual accounts. So whatever I needed for, you know, two weeks or a week, I put over here, she put hers over there. The other account was the savings account on one of the bottom legs. And the other account was the emergency account. Yeah. So we paid our bills out of the one account. We took the, you know, whatever couple hundred bucks we needed for those two weeks just to get to work, lunch and all that stuff. You know, we put a percentage in savings and a percentage in emergency. And it's funny, we were building, we were knocking down bills. And see, my wife is a visual person. I can, you know, mentally picture stuff. But when we were knocking down, we had late, you know, uh, charge offs, collections and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, we're going to clean all of this up. And so we methodically... All right, look, we got this bill. All right, we paid this off. You see that, honey? We kept the chart. And yeah. what we did back in the day when we used to write checks, I would write the checks and she would seal the envelopes or she would seal, write the checks and I would seal the envelopes. But we came together and we gradually knocked everything down, got our credit back together. Everything came in, into place and it was all based on a methodical system. Yes. You know, as opposed to wasting money, which I mean, if, if you think about it, man, and I, I, I used to read the paper, you know, now it's online, but I used to right. buy three newspapers a day. So by the time you do that, buy your coffee or whatever, you know, you go to work for two weeks, man, you're going to spend about a hundred dollars, you right. know, probably even more <laughs> grabbing <laughs> lunch, you yeah. know? And so we really started tracking what we were doing. And if you can do that, you know, you'll be surprised at really what you can do. You right. know what I mean with your, with, with your money, and so uh, yeah, we had to learn that, man. We had to, we dug out from a major hole, man. And so, like I said, when I talk about this stuff, when I say on the show, I'm laying in the bed, my wife and my kids are sleeping good, and I'm up there looking at the ceiling. 
wondering how we gonna keep the lights on. That that was real, man. Right. You know, I I lived that <laughs> a, a couple times. <laughs> Well, well, I sure hope you put this book out. (laughs) If you don't want to put it out, just let me read it. You know, yeah, I'll shoot it. I'll shoot it to you. I got. I I, um. I um. I just never did it, man. For some reason, I just never got around to it. But I wrote the book probably in man about seven, eight, nine years ago. But I had to revise it, you know, because things right, right. right. But uh, but yeah, I gave it to my my daughters. I let them read it. You know, I sent the PDF yeah. to them, and I'm like, yeah. And I and I'm, I was honest with them. I'm like, look, yeah, we we were in trouble. I yeah. said, <laughs> 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 we were in trouble. I said, uh, but you know, you know, God willing, we we pushed through it. And um, that was something with my son getting sick. That wasn't something that we could foresee. Right. But it just, it, I mean, it 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 jacked us up. Then we dealt with it again when I had my mortgage business and uh, the, the market crash. You know. That that wiped me out, man. I had you know forty employees, you know, making you know millions of dollars in revenue, uh, you know, over those nine years, and then all of a sudden, off the cliff. Mm. I'm trying to keep putting my personal money in to keep the business afloat, and then finally, my wife was like, "You know, I know you got a family at work, but how about us?" Mm. And I'm like, "You know what?" Mm. I said, "You're right," and so I had to. Me and my partners, we like look. We're going to give you guys a month. We'll pay you, but we shut it down in a month, yeah. you know? Um, and that hurt because I, those people were dependent on us, you know what I mean? To right. for their, for their livelihood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but my wife, yeah, she, she was like, look, look, bro, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. Mama ain't had it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I said, yeah, I said, so I talked to my two partners and we were like, yeah, we got to shut this thing down, man. Yeah. We couldn't get loans closed. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. So I went through it a second time. I had to, I had to reinvent myself. And what's funny through, through the, through the ashes and through the, the turmoil, sometime it really makes you uh, interest, be introspective and like, all right, I got to reinvent myself again. Yeah. I'm not getting back into the mortgage business, even though I, I was thinking about it, but I, I didn't do it. I had a couple offers with a couple of my partners that are back in it. But I said, no, I got to do what's true to me. So um, I had to, you know, like I said, I had to start out new business, got back into, you know, my, my, my digital advertising business. And then that went and then the podcast came and, and I'm happy doing what I think I was put here to do. I still got a lot more to go, but um. Man, it was it was tough, man. So what you're doing is so important, you know, in terms of financial health and well-being. And uh, because just think about it. How many people, like I say, get up and go to work, not because they want to, but because they have to, to to jobs that they can't stand. And for me, that's no way to live. I mean, you know what I mean? I'll I'll share with you. I'm a I'm a firefighter and a paramedic. Oh, man. My day job. Right. Appreciate your service, brother. I, I enjoy it. You there know. you go. That's I learned. Right. I learned a long time ago, man. I, if it ain't something I want to do, I ain't doing it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I feel you. Man. You know, and my, we, you know, but it, it fits for us, and I really enjoy it. But it, it, you talk about. Uh, we call Mondays Medical Mondays. Really. Uh, it is the number one day for heart attacks. That's what nervous, I heard. nervous breakdowns. People just passing out uh, every Monday. Monday morning, we in office buildings, <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, because uh, people are going, you know, going to places that they 
don't want to necessarily be. Mm-hmm. Being around people they don't want to be around, getting paid what they don't want to get paid, paid. you know. That's right. Uh, but I, I really want to, these last five minutes was so golden. I, I don't want to pass this up without pointing out some of these, these, these jewels you just dropped. I can't even, I'm over here <laughs> writing notes. And I'm just like, ah, man. Oh, so, take your time, man. I'm here for you. I'm free, I'm free tonight. So, yeah, so in that story with with your wife and, and and the challenges, listen to what he said about coming together. Uh, how if you pull your money together, you could be stronger, right? So right. not only take that because I get a lot of people that ask me, you know, their their spouses that they do the separate mm-hmm. count thing. It's his turn to pay bills, her turn to pay bills thing, and I and I talk about that very thing about pulling your money together and then separating it. You know, at least. Right bringing your heads together and then, you know, go from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen to how he talked about that. Uh, knowing your spouse's behavior, he talked about how he knows his wife is a visual learner, mm-hmm. right? And he had to be able to communicate the vision, the, the dream, and where they were going in a different way. He could think about it in his head. And, and I got this bad too, because it's like, <laughs> I got all the answers in my head, but I ain't right. tell my wife. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> You know, at least not in her terms, not in her language, right? right. And uh, so that, that that's huge. Um, having a system, mm-hmm. right? Uh, system stands for save yourself some time, energy, and money. You, you talk about that. We teach that. We talk about that uh, in the boot camps about having a system for your money because if you're always thinking about money, you don't have enough space to think about what you're going to do tomorrow or next year or even five years down the road because you're so concerned about what to do with the dollars, the few dollars that you may have in your hands today. So have a system. Uh, keeping his eyes on the prize. He talked about how he would have these charts, right? And he'd have these visual cues and say, okay, this is the progress we're making, right? Uh, if you don't see progress, right, you won't do it. That's right. Right? The opposite of, you know, the opposite of depression is progression, right? So right. if you're depressed, it's probably because you don't see any progress, right? So mm-hmm. That's a huge key that he dropped there. So uh, being able to see, keeping your eyes on the prize is so important. Uh, family first, right? He had to come to wake up and say, look, yeah. family first, That's right? It. Look, you know, we can, uh, we can do a whole lot for everybody else, but if the house ain't, the house ain't whole, then you can forget about it. You can't, you know, everybody knows the whole deal about this. Right. Mama ain't happy. <laughs> it's a wrap. Ain't nobody happy. Yep. And then probably the most important thing is that life happens. That's right. Right. Life happens even to the best of us, even mm-hmm. when we're at the top of our game, even when we know exactly what we're doing, exactly how to get it done. Life happens. So we got to be be prepared for that. Be at least not you won't be prepared for it all. Right. Understand that you got to be ready to, to make a pivot and move forward. So, man, there was so many nuggets dropped in that five minutes. I had to kind of point that out because <laughs> I, man. you know, I, <laughs> I can't keep pointing out all the nuggets. We're going to be here all night. That's all right. <laughs> I'm here for you, man. I'm here for you. Like I said, I cleared out some time. I was like, all right, this, this is important, man. So I definitely want to give you a, you don't, don't be feel rushed, man. So, you know, man, I, you know, I appreciate it. this is, this is, this is so much. And I don't know. Um, this is one of the things I love about having a podcast, right? Cause we can, you know, people can, we could break this up. People can come back and listen right. to it, you know, uh, listen to it over and over. Like I said, listen to it. If you out there cutting grass, listen to it. If you out That's there working right. on your car, listen to it. If you're on your lunch break, listen to it. If you had a job that don't involve you to dr- think a whole lot, mm-hmm. you probably should get another job if you don't, right. if you don't <laughs> got to think. But <laughs> you 
got a job, you have the job. You don't need to think a whole lot. Listen to these these podcasts. That's the time to get the stuff in. So uh, again, uh, Mr. Jones, I appreciate you being on here. Oh, man. Um, hey, brother, that's, that's uh, you know, I'm, I'm part of the family, man. Yeah, yeah, you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I really do appreciate you doing that. But I want to I want to make sure that if there's anything, any message that we didn't get out tonight uh, through the questioning that you want to share with people, anything that's on your heart, anything that you feel like people need to hear, uh, let us have it. What's on your mind? What's, what's on your chest that you think that you want to get off that people need to hear? Um, one of the things based on my, my life experiences, you know, I talked about my son briefly. You have to, people always seem to wait for tomorrow. And I'm not telling anybody to jump out, you know, <laughs> hey, I quit my job. Yo, you know, call your boss tonight. Yo, I quit. I'm not telling you to do that. But if you have aspirations of, of something better, you can have that. You know, like I said, everybody's blueprint is different. So, you know, you you can learn by my example. You can learn by your example, Jamar. Um, and you can learn by a lot of people who maybe just two, three steps ahead of you. And that's what I say. So when when. I tell my kids all the time, if you ask people, people will tell you, you know, I need your help. Mm. And if you go to somebody like that, a mentor or somebody is in a position that you want to be in, just go to them. Hey, I need your help. Most people are going to help you. So if you're not in the position that you want to be in today, then you need to start on your path from point A to point B. Now, my point A may be different from your point A, but it doesn't matter. Because right. you're going to have to still get to your point B. When I grew up, like I said, you know, middle class family, I didn't have a whole lot. You right. know, there are people that started out, you know, financially better than me. And there are people that started out, you know, worse, worse off than me. But still, you got to move forward. So whatever your dream is, move forward. Whatever you consider success is, move towards that. Because if you don't, you're going backwards. And so I, I talked to, like I said, so many people through the podcast and just in general. And then like, oh man, I wish I could do, you can systematically start something. If you want to be an entrepreneur, start something, yes. you know, because you wait too long and how many people, you know, there's an old saying that, you know, when the guy was on his deathbed, nobody's ever going to say that, oh man, I wish I would have had more time to go to work. Yeah. You know, there's, there's other things in life. And so, for me, especially with my experiences, I, I, I told my employees, all my employees, to me is God, family, and then work. All right. So I'm I'm going to give all honor, praise, and glory to the creator first. Right. You know, yeah, I'm take care of my family, then comes my job, you know, right. my job, my business or whatever. And that's just the way I live. So when I had employees and they would tell me things like, I gotta do something with my kids, man, go ahead. Yeah. That's more important than this. As long as you're getting your work done, I'm cool. Right. You know, lacking <laughs> and all that. That's but you right. know, um, I think that we need to be aware that there's there's things greater than us. The purpose that we have. What is your purpose in life? And if you're not, you know, doing or, or going toward that purpose, you're not just cheating yourself. You're cheating other people around. You're cheating your family. You're cheating people that can learn from. You. Just for example, with your podcast, what you're teaching, if you decided to, eh, I don't want to do this, you, your information is great. You're changing lives. So we all have the ability to change lives, not just our own and our families, but others. 
So move toward what your purpose in life is. And if you're not doing that, then you're going backwards. Mm. You know, mm. you don't want to go backwards, brother. Mm. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you don't want to go backwards, man. Either, so, either going forward or you're going backwards, right? That's it. You're not standing mm. still. Yeah, there's no, no such, such thing. <laughs> no such thing. No yeah. such thing as standing still. <laughs> and and the, the last thing, well, the other thing I do want to add to, um, don't be afraid. Mm. Don't be afraid to have a setback. Don't be afraid to fail because that's the only way you're going to learn is by stepping out. You know what I mean? Stepping out on faith. You got You need a plan. Don't just step out of the boat, you know, yeah. <laughs> and not have a plan. You need a plan. But yeah. step out and expect that you're going to have issues, problems, you know, concerns when you're starting a business. Yeah. You know, people, and you mentioned it earlier, Jamar, but people about glamorizing, you know, entrepreneurship. You know, one of my biggest clients when I was a, a, a financial consultant at Merrill Lynch, he was a clothes hanger manufacturer, <laughs> multi, multi-millionaire. Nothing glamorous about that business. He had a factory, wire clothes hangers, and he was a multi-millionaire. Now, wow. you know, so it doesn't have to be glamorous. I know a lot of times we see like Diddy and all these cats out there, and it, you know, it's all glamorous. It ain't all glamorous. It's, it's, it's work. It's hard work. You can get to the point that now the labor, the fruits of your labor pay off where you can do all of that other stuff, mm. you know, but in order to get there, you know, you got to go through the steps, go through the paces. You can't jump from A to Z. Yeah, I made it. It don't work like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so be prepared to put in the work, take chances. If you know, t- you know, calculated, calculated risks and um, think about your situation. You had mentioned, before, you know, when you started, you didn't have a family. Yeah. So you could you could eat peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Same thing with me. But yeah. then when I got married, then when the kids came, you have to recognize and understand your situation. But don't live your life and and not pursue your dreams because you're not living right then, brother. Yeah. You're existing. And and to me, there's nothing worse than that. And even if you, you don't be if you're not successful, guess what? You tried. You know, my girls, it's funny. I've showed them like all, like a whole bunch of the stuff. I keep some of the stuff that I've done. And as they got of age, oh, dad, you tried this. Yeah, dad tried that. <laughs> oh, that. It's like, dad, dad, you. I was like, look, man, I got to learn. I got to yeah. learn. I'm inquisitive naturally. Right. And if also, if you find yourself that you're the worst employee in the world, that means that you probably <laughs> had your business. It's probably a clue. <laughs> it's a clue. Because when you go, when I used to work for other people, I go into the business, I'd be like, man, I can do this better than them. And then I'm like, how much money are they making off of me? And so you're always going to be underpaid when you work in corporate America. All right. right. You will always, because it's, 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 a, it's a contrast. Your services are worth this. They're going to pay you this, but they're going to make this. Well, they, so, they, they buy low, sell high. There you go. Buy low, sell high. So just, you know, move towards your purpose in life, whatever that may be. And and like I said, I tell people, everybody has the right to be happy. I don't care what it is, what you want to do, whatever. As long as you're not hurting anybody or infringing on anybody else, you know, move towards your place where you're supposed to be in life. Um, live your purpose. And that's really what it's all about. You know, living your purpose. That's outstanding. I, I, outstanding. Mr. J. Yes, sir. This has been incredible. 
Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I love it. It was great, man. I, I enjoy being on the show. Like I said, you're doing great things. And that's this is what we need, man. We yeah. need this, man. I mean, I'm coming from one angle. You're coming from another angle. We got other people coming from different angles. And that's what we need. We're disseminating information that people not just want, but what they need. Right. You know, and, and like I said, economics, that's the foundation of everything, man. It's the foundation of politics. It's the foundation of media. You know, I say it all the time on the show. Without economics, there's no revolution, man. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't have a revolution without economics when you're begging somebody to, you know, to finance your revolution. Right. That can't happen. You know? <laughs> I say it all the time. All nonprofits need a profit system. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm drop this to you. And, and I know you probably heard it from listening to the show. But when people talk about the civil rights, you know, uh, era. That was financed by black businesses and black churches. Mm. You know, they weren't going, you know, with Operation Push. I love Jesse Jackson and all that stuff with Al Sharpton. They weren't getting money from General Electric or, you know, all these other companies. Because when you do that, now, once again, you're beholden. You can't do the things you need to do or may want to do because you got to answer to somebody that's that's feeding you. You know, you got to feed yourself. Right. So before we close out. Yes, sir. Uh, let us know, number one, if you had to choose one of your episodes, just one to get started, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I know you got a lot. There's a lot of gold in there. Mm. If you had to choose one for somebody to get started, that's the first part. Let us know what that one episode is. We'll put that in the show notes. And two, tell us how we can get in touch with you, how we can hang on to your coattails and okay. go where you're going. In life, all right. Well, the the one episode I would say, which is probably one of the worst episodes, because it was one of my first, actually my first episode. But this guest did all the talking for me. My man was on point, so I didn't have to do too much. And you can see the progression of from where I started to where I am now on the show. Episode number one, Dennis Kimbrough. Dennis Kimbrough, yes, sir. yeah, because he talked about everything. Um, in terms of his, his successes, obviously, his setbacks, uh, what it took. So episode number one uh, with Dennis Kimbrough, um, like I said, I'm not too good on that one. But, <laughs> but, <that's, laughs> but he, he, he was gold. He was gold. Um, in order to connect with me, you know, my podcast and blog is blackentrepreneurblueprint.com. The podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. I even found it on some some platforms I never heard, <laughs> never of. heard of. Yeah, just you know, you can Google Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. My email, uh, J Jones at Black Entrepreneur Blueprint dot com. Facebook, Black Entrepreneur Blueprint, uh, and Twitter, J Jones zero zero one. I'm here for you. Anybody that needs, you know, any questions or whatever, like I said, just reach out to me. And as soon as I can get to you. I, I'm not that important, but I am ripping run. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to you, you know, as soon as I possibly can. Um, but yeah, that's how you can connect. Like I said, the podcast is uh is there all the time. You had mentioned something, man, about because I do this, you know, you cutting the grass or you on the treadmill. Listen to podcasts, listen to your podcast, listen, there's a ton of great information out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody can connect with me that way and um I'll be more than happy to respond as fast as I can. Mr. J. Jones, thank you for coming on. This is this has been great. I really appreciate this. My brother, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing, man. And I'm here for you, man. We we buddies now. <laughs> so if you need me, 
just hit me up, man. Just hit me up. And, uh, you know, matter of fact, man, like I said, uh, I'm going to do one even better, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring you on my show, too. All right? Because that information that you're talking about, brother, we need that, man. Well, Misfits, there you have it, man. I um, I went back and listened to this this episode already a few times, right? Uh, and there was so much there. So I really hope you took the time to to take notes because we learned a lot, uh, not only about entrepreneurship, but about uh, perseverance and what it takes to be an entrepreneur. The things that you can even do, even if you don't feel like you're you're entrepreneurial, right? We learned about skills that's important. Uh, that not that's not only important in entrepreneurship, but just in life in general. I mean, he really dropped a ton of nuggets there, even on how to dream big and have a vision for your future and for your family and for your 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 company. I mean, think about it. he's talking about television networks and digital media networks. And I mean, it's just it's just a great example of what it really takes uh, to 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 build a life and in, in, on your own terms and build a business and how entrepreneurship can really help us. Uh, do the things that we need to get done in life. So again, big shout out to Mr. Jay Jones. Uh, again, y'all go check him out. Make sure you head over to his uh, website. Uh, look up his podcast in your podcast player, whatever podcast player you listen to right now. Make sure you go and leave him a rating and review. Let's flood his deal up. Uh, so he let him know that uh, we appreciate what he's doing uh, and share this thing out, share his podcast out. And if you think of anybody else that could uh, benefit from what you've heard today, Again, you already know, share it out. Subscribe so you don't miss it. Uh, we're pulling up on our one-year anniversary here on uh, the Get Your Money Right podcast, which is crazy. Yes. Can't believe I started this thing off uh, about a year ago, and uh, we're pulling up on that one-year anniversary, so I'm excited about that. And I'm fired up. I got so many more things planned. Um, but again, uh, those of you who missed, did not get a chance to get in on the last boot camp. Again, this Sunday coming up, March 5th, Get yourself registered. Sign up for that one. This one is going to be much better uh, than the previous. So uh, make sure you get uh, signed up for that. Lock in on an early bird pricing uh, for that. Again, that's at yourmoneyright.com forward slash boot camp. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I love you and God bless. MPS. MPS. We're talking about money, 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 cash, cash, cash.